All right, everybody, welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. Uh, we're in the middle of July right now. It's getting pretty steamy, uh, really hot everywhere around uh, the United States. And we figured it's a good time to, to go through some of the hot seats around the NFL, uh, coaching quarterbacks and all that. So we got Cam, Will, TC3, and myself in studio today, uh, ready to go through things. And I think uh, we're just going to kind of go around Robin style, uh, just discussing hot seat, cool throne, maybe a warm butt here or there. Uh, what's going on across the league? And I think Cam's going to get us started. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to just, uh, being the resident uh, Chiefs fan of this podcast, I'm going to get us started in the AFC West. I'm just going to throw out a name and we'll say, is this person on a hot butt or do they kind of riding high this week or hiding, riding a little high this year? Uh, we're not going to go through obvious people. These are going to be like controversial people that Maybe talking heads have thrown out, might be in trouble, but you know some of these people are dramatic. You know, these people are safe, but some of them, watch out. So uh, let's base this on, do we think they're at serious jeopardy to not have the job next year? So I'm going to go um, out. Cam, before Russell you Wilson. jump into that, oh, sorry. Okay. The rule. Just a brief uh, breaking news announcement. LeBron James is not retiring. So if you thought oh, yeah. you put any... Credence to him thinking about actually retiring. Hot, no, hot seat. It's my grace of tats. Yeah, hot seat. Anybody who was thinking that LeBron was actually going to retire, he was just was waiting until he was on national television at the ESPYs to announce that he wasn't retiring when they were doing an homage to him getting the points. Is that actually like a, a a news thing recently that well, has not been on my radar? He was tweeting about it that nonstop been on at the end of the year. Oh, that's probably yeah. because I have yeah. not been on Twitter for quite a while now. <laughs> I just he was doing some passive guy. aggressive. I need my boys back, otherwise, gotta like think about ending it. And it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna do this again. Yeah. All right. So, sorry. <laughs> it's a it's a good that's a it's a good way to start it. Well, hot seat, LeBron. <laughs> people that thought he was gonna cool throne. LeBron's right. ego. It's still number one. <laughs> yes. All righty. Well. We're going to throw it back. I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Do we think? Where is he at? He. Some people are saying he could be cut at the end of this year if he doesn't get it together. Other people say uh, he's kind of got a lot of money tied to the Broncos, and that's probably not likely. But then yeah, other people I, say Walmart money, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say, Walmart money. Yeah. So, exactly. So yeah. what do we think? Russell Wilson, how how hot is his butt this year for being I'm the Broncos saying, starting quarterback? I'm saying it's year? like a lukewarm butt um, just because he – they, I think cameras you and me were discussing uh, like uh, one of the cheese podcasts. I was making fun of the Broncos that went through all the guaranteed money for him mm-hmm. like every year mm-hmm. and how much dead cap. And it was something it was like one hundred and seventy million dollars of dead cap, even if they cut him next year or traded him. So he's like he's untradeable and uncuttable for like four years. Um, so it's it's I, I just can't imagine they can actually do something about this. So. Yeah, like fans are going to get pissed, but I don't know what the Broncos could do about it, you know? I don't know if he's untradeable. If you think about it from a trying-to-win perspective, 100%, but if you're one of those teams that you know you're not competitive for three, four years, and you can get a bunch of first-round picks by taking on that contract. I eat Lions, Jared Goff. Yeah, well, also, I was thinking more like the Brock Osweiler deal. Um, Didn't he get offloaded? Um for a couple picks, but it, it's got to be bigger than that. But hundred percent, I'm with Kev that it's it's not hot right now. It's kind of when you're reverse searing a steak and it's in the oven. Um, it's definitely getting up the temp. Um, any second, you might pull that steak out of the oven, 
searing. Super. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the searing is Sean Payton probably around week eight. If he has the same year, um, that's when it's going to stock out a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Will. And I've said this a million times last season, but last year was a serious outlier performance-wise for him. He was not dropping off that significantly. So if he can come back up to an average rust season next year, he's fine. If he has like the same performance two years in a row, absolutely, he's in the frying pan. Sean Payton will be on his ass. I think also personally played a pretty big role as well as offensive coordination. Obviously, wasn't a good coach. And they kept the offense, even with the interim coaches, because obviously you have to. Um, but when you look at Russ's biggest years in Seattle, um, he's a vertical passer. He's a deep threat guy. Um, Jerry Judy is not a guy who's going to get a whole lot of separation with speed. Um, it's going to be route running. So you got to think intermediate passes. Um, Portland Sutton was a separation guy, like DK Metcalf, but he's just not. He's not a, 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 as consistent as he was pre-injury. So um, maybe a little bit of a change to maybe a more West Coast style offense um, will open up a little bit more accuracy from us. No, I I think uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, uh, everyone's been talking about, like, a Jerry Judy. He was rumored to get traded. Um, obviously, Cortland Sutton is, is a beast, but he's had his uh, injury history and all that, too. Um, and then you've got Javante coming back uh, from that ACL, too. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, this will be a different season for the Broncos. I think Sean Payton's just a much better coach than Nathaniel Hackett. So um, I, I really do think that's the case. Hot um, Yeah, Cam? Hot, hot seat with the, the Sean Payton to Nathaniel Hackett comp there. <laughs> um, uh, I got another one that we can do and this one I, I figured it was appropriate for me to start with because um, and maybe TC3 was going to get to it because he's a bigger stand than I am for this guy but um, this is kind of a weird one I guess Dan Campbell God, fuck dude yeah, he, was, not, I was, he was actually believe it or not he was not on my list I, I thought relatively cool thrown uh, so He's at the bottom of my list with a little note, but Kev, I'll let you go first. No, I want to. I want to hear you guys. I'll. I'll. I'll give the I right think, answer when you guys are done. I think the problem is he's setting himself up for such high expectations now. Like he's had such a clear trajectory of improvement from year one that if he can't turn the corner into a playoff team this year, I think, you know, the problem is he's he's let people think he can be good, and if he's not good this year. The bubble's gonna burst, and people think, "Oh, you're just you're a big talker." I think um, he's directly correlated with Jared Goff here. You can make him one and the same because I think Dan Campbell's a guy that needs an experienced quarterback. He's not gonna be a guy who's around a rookie. At that point, you're better off getting a rookie or a second year rookie. In the case of Hooker, um, you're better off getting an offensive. He has, his weaknesses are the same weaknesses that you can't really get clock management kind of awareness on that offensive coordinating. You can, get better. Motor- you can yeah. get better yeah. at clock management, i.e. Andy Reid. Uh, Andy Reid's the one that everyone points to, but everyone else in the league has yeah. really, really not been able to jump up. And it was more so... I will say, like, 18 years of coaching experience gives you a long rope to be able to improve, though. Also, I, exactly. I think it yeah. when you have to the home to Yeah. You have a little I mean, bit more of a leash on clock management. Going, going from fair. last in the league to over 500 yeah. is an accomplishment, but going from over 500 to a playoff contender is That's where coaches get on the hot seat. 
because yeah. there's some other people on this list that are in the similar situation, not as extreme as Dan Campbell, but have been over 500 and couldn't break through the playoffs. That are I mean, it, right it, again, going back to Jared Goff has a great year and proves that he is a guy that can, the Lions don't need to kind of have a, a quarterback underneath him or think of the future as much. Campbell said, if Jared Goff's not the guy, the not the excuses for Dan, but the the leash for Dan becomes or the the seat becomes a lot hotter immediately. Uh, I think yeah. if they if they can see and like this is kind of only internal, we as fans probably won't really know the truth of it. But if I think if they believe they have something in Hooker, then Dan Campbell's seat is a little cooler because then, I mean that's if it like is tied to poor quarterback play. Yeah, it, if, they, if, a, if they have good quarterback play, then here. I think you're all right in your different pieces. I think the big key with him is uh, kind of what Thomas alluded to was it's not necessarily that he made himself the high expectation. Uh, like he didn't make the high expectations himself. I think the media and the rest of the NFL world put these expectations on the Lions. Like we talked about this when we did our primetime draft. When the Lions got put as the opening game of the year, that's when I mainly went, uh oh. I thought it was genius. I was like, uh oh, this is a little bit of uh, too much hype. Like it was one of those things where it was like, man, this is just a little too much. Um, and that's that's where I get concerned about the Lions is I think it, unless they win the division convincingly, people are going to say it was a little bit of a disappointing year. Um, but they even also, if they win this at 11 or 12 wins, I think people are going to shake their head a little bit and say, oh, man, we should have won you know, 13, 14 games this year. And I think they're just going to have unrealistic expectations, especially if you beat the Chiefs week one. It's going to be any loss is going to be a disaster and everyone's going to be talking about how Dan Campbell needs to get fired. I just think the expectations versus reality spot is where this gets into play. Um, but I don't think he's an imminent hot seat. I think he's a it, it's all about week one, depending on how week one goes. That seat can get scorched very quickly because as soon as he beats the Chiefs, expectations are going to go sky high if he loses to the Chiefs and he gets blown out. Same thing. If he keeps it close and loses, then I think that's where his seat actually ends up being the coolest um, after week one. So we're, I think we're going to learn a lot. From the armchair uh, fan perspective, um, the Lions haven't really done much to help themselves this offseason. Draft, obviously, they got panned by draft experts, but I was not a, I've usually not been a fan of their draft. So yeah, they're, they're sometimes they're right, sometimes wrong. But the Sorry, big thing is the Jameson Williams. Season. I mean, Jameson Williams has one catch through. It's going to be a season and obviously he was hurt for the first half of the season. But he was not getting snaps while being healthy. Obviously, I don't want to like him one. When you look yeah, at the I outside that, wide receivers, Khalif Raymond is getting serious snaps. Yeah. Sooner or later, you got to let number one of first round picks play. Um, does a Khalif Raymond knowing the full playbook is not going to be as much of a threat as a Jameson Williams? And we showed it. His one play was a 58 yard catch for a touchdown. Yeah, no, I, I think that's it. That's Jameson a really Williams good point. Hot seat, I would guess. Uh, yeah, uh, if we were doing anything other than quarterbacks and uh, coaches, then I would say I wonder yeah. If his betting streak was fun. exactly into the offseason. I have a few that are not. Just coaches or quarterbacks, but I think it, yeah. they're they're. We can get into that later yeah. on, but I think, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Will. Um, I'm gonna go with an oldie but a goodie. Hot seat, Derek Carr. I think he is on a hot seat. 
the narrative uh, around him has been forever that he's a game manager or he's an elite quarterback being held back by the Raiders. Um, one of those is going to be true after this year. Um, so it's definitely a more luxurious offensive situation he finds himself in this year. Um, good wide receiver in Chris Olave, possibly a good wide receiver in Michael Thomas for however many games you have him. Morrow just got <laughs> his charges dropped. Um, so no, he he no, pleaded. He, didn't. He, he, pled, he pled no contest. He pled guilty. He pled guilty. Yeah, no, but they, they're no longer criminal related. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not. He's not going to be But doesn't mean the NFL can't suspend him. Still, Six games so we'll would see. Be the suspension. I'm just. I I think we got it. I think it's Chris Olave, and then maybe our old boy from uh, Detroit, Jay Willie, down in New Orleans. Because I yeah. think Kamara. I think you're going to get suspended and. I just feel like it's time to stop like viewing Alvin Kamara as elite. Same with Michael Thomas. Like I think if he's a solid wide receiver too and healthy, you should be happy as a Saints fan. I think the days of Michael Thomas being a dominant wide receiver are just over. If the, and that's if he's healthy, which is a big if. So I I don't know. I don't think Derek Carr is that luxurious of a situation down in New Orleans. Yeah, I it's kind did, of it's kind of I a weird thing to say that cool he's from, more luxurious when he had Devontae Adams last year yeah, as his number exactly. one receiver. Because I was like, he did have Devontae last year. Like he, he had. Gotta I remember, think he had a better I remember the long period that the Raiders had before <laughs> I mean, you can go back to the year we fired Gruden. His number one wide receiver was Zay Jones. Yeah, I remember Zay Jones. Yeah, he <laughs> but, led the Zay Jones comeback, so to speak. But, Before uh, that was Nelson Aguilar. Okay, there's yeah. there's some names on that list no, that aren't I, great. I, mean, I, I think Derek Carr is more warm butt than hot seat, um, only because I think Dennis Allen's going to take the fall for anything that goes bad this year. I have um, Dennis so, Allen as the, I have Dennis Allen on my yeah, hot seat unless Carr just has a complete train wreck. I mean, he would have to be Ryan Tannehill bad. Um, and that's the only way I see, or even Zach Wilson bad, uh, which maybe leads into one of my my uh, picks later. But um, he would have to be that bad for him to be the one that actually gets ousted in this whole situation. Because um, yeah, I just think it's going to get pinned on new, Dennis Allen. Yeah. That's what I think uh, it's going to be. He's a new quarterback in year one. I just feel like if things go south, it's going to be Dennis Allen. I, I think Derek Carr, yeah. a cool throw. I, I feel like there's pretty likely he's going to be the quarterback of the Saints next year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll find it. I mean, I guess um, we'll see how bad they do and where they position. Well, it, I, think, yeah. I think you guys will find out. out during your Saints Falcons bet week eighteen. So I just I just I guess I'm pro yeah. Saint now. Yeah, you are. I I just don't see outside of like the the Saints completely crashing and burning and like getting one of those top picks for a quarterback in the draft next year. I don't see them moving away from Derek Carr in the 2024 offseason, Personally. Um. Fun fact: The last time Derek Carr played a game um, in the Mercedes Benz or whatever, whatever it's called now, um, the Raiders passed the fifty-yard line. One was on the two-minute drive. Yep. Good job for him. That was a fun day. Yeah, fifteen for twenty-six. Not even really bad in accurate numbers. Just total checkdowns over and over again. All righty. Enough, Derek Carr. We're gonna move on. <laughs> uh, hot seat. Never I- enough. <laughs> Hot seat. This is this is a combo. I'm just going to throw it all out there. I'm going right back to the AFC West, my home. Uh, I'm just going to say Brandon Staley. I have Herbert on there, not because Herbert himself is on the hot seat, but Herbert's contract. It's his last year on the rookie year. Next year, the Chargers are going to be $70 million over the cap, which means they're going to have to shave a lot of talent and still pay Justin Herbert, which they have not done yet. So, like, Herbert's kind of on the hot seat to win a little bit because we all know he's going to get paid. Uh, but he he's definitely going to be there next year, so not hot seat in regard to his job. This is at year all. four, right, for Herbert? Right. 
Herbert, yeah. year four, no playoff wins. Staley so, obviously is the hottest seat. But then, like I said, Herbert's going to get the bag, whether it's this year or next year. He's getting the bag. And they're already $70 million over cap. So it's just, it's going to be a nightmare for them. So just Chargers in general are on the hot seat to win. And then, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, it's Brandon Staley, number one. Absolutely, you're right. The thing with the Chargers is they're going to have to do what the Saints did and, or, and have been doing for the last like five years, where just somehow the week before they have to get compliant with the salary cap, they just sign a bunch of people to signing bonuses and convert a bunch of salary cap magic to then somehow get under the, the cap. A no, that, that's also franchise not proven. To pull that off, though? That's not proven math just yet. Everyone mm-hmm. keeps saying the Saints duck it. The Saints are just kicking the can down the road. Eventually, there oh, will yeah. be. Oh, absolutely. But it, there's just ways of like converting it to signing yeah. bonus that then cuts it in half by this. And then they, they do have to make a couple cuts here and there. But that's the only way you get on. They, they have a chance of getting under. Because when you're that w- much over, well, you can't just do one or two. got to just completely overhaul everything. This, the Saints are going to have to backload for like Herbert's six years contract. because of what they're doing right now. Right. Um, well, it's the Rams, you know, fuck them well, draft the, the, pick the, strategy the, with the, the salary Chargers cap. The right? Chargers have a, a really bad position because Keenan Allen and both Mike Williams are due something like $48 million next year. Um, so they're clear cap casualties, but a good portion of that is guaranteed. So then you have to trade them to non-competers and give up picks to get rid of them or – um, you're running a skeleton crew on the offensive line or defense uh, defense with Herbert. So 100% right. Yeah, the entire Chargers franchise um, is on the hot seat. You're supposed to win when a rookie or when a QB is on his rookie deal. Um, and if not, it has to be very quick. Thank you. I think the clock's already up and they're just waiting for it to like really They need to fire them. Stanley last year to be I, I, in their best move. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they they already have Kellen Moore in the wings, ready to go. You know, so <sighs> Kellen Moore's just uh, Kellen Moore's definitely the next head coach. <laughs> I mean, Kellen Moore, you know, may not be bad for him, but I hope he's okay with taking a pay cut. Uh, you guys, well, you know, you guys he does the, score a lot of points, so you know, he he does score <laughs> a lot of points. He loves to light up that scoreboard. You guys uh, see the? Sorry to interrupt. You guys see the Matt Stafford possible trade rumor? Yes, and apparently no. it's not, it wasn't possible. It, it was a apparently it's true that they were like, what was the quote? Feverishly tried to trade Matthew Stafford this year, and that's that's what happens when you fuck around with the salary cap and find out. Yeah, well, and they also had no draft picks too, so that combo just makes it really hard to be successful long term. But hey, you, you get a ring. Fact, like I'm, a, I'm a proponent of when you get a ring. You're you're for ten years. Doesn't matter what happens after that. You got that ring, well, and you're what, good. What, what fan base in LA is going to celebrate right? the Rams? All ten well, of that, fans are going to right. jump to whatever LA team is competitive or whatever NFL team is competitive. That's the only problem is their location. But in general, as the owner of a team, you just, you're selling out for a ring every season. If you can get one, that's, that's all yeah. that matters. Cause think of how many teams haven't even sniffed a Super Bowl, more or less. Gotten apologize to our Ram listener, our Ram S- fan listeners. Spin zone, so zone on the F them picks as well. Rams had the most picks in this year's draft. They just were oh, basically 80, 80%, per, 80% of them came in the sixth and seventh round or something like that. But they did <laughs> yeah, have yeah. the most picks in the draft. Um, but And they were all cheap. They were all cheap picks, which is perfect for them. Anyway, I'm going to combo this kind of theme just with the next one for a hot seat. Uh, we're going to go Kevin Stefanski, Browns. 
uh, their GM because they're in a very mm-hmm. similar situation as the Chargers, mm-hmm. except one caveat. They will be $80 million over the cap next year, so they will be heavily shaving as well. However, they have their quarterback. My guy's uh, been working the he's Excel been sheets here. So he, they do, <laughs> unlike the Chargers who have yet to pay their quarterback, uh, the, the Browns have. So, but they are still going to be in a cap hell situation as well. I mean, so I'm just going to put them just, on the hot seat to win. Because I would like to start year, off a uh, cool throne is Cam's love for Deshaun Watson because he just can't help but bring him up every episode. Yeah, uh, that's not seat, going anywhere. Hot seat, hot seat is this bit that I. This the, is my the, final. The, this the, is my the, final. The addition request of the Clemson photo is a new thing behind Cam. I like it. <laughs> Again, hot, hot seat, hot seat on this bit because I, I, I'm really. I've been asking multiple times for this one to die. Uh, yeah, is that a, is that a where. A red felt heart you cut out around it's, it? Don't, it's, don't get comfortable because I'm at the point where I'm not the asking photos, anymore. The photos <laughs> behind you almost look like a uh, the Andy Warhol Campbell soup picture. It's different Sean Watson. That's the last one because everything after that is going to be met with retaliation because I'm not I'm not asking anymore. So all right, this all right. Bit, well, this bit's we'll, dead. Is, 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 is Deshaun on the hot seat? He well, of course he yeah. is, but it's I mean, it's hard. It's going to be. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be, especially with everything that he's got, like, it's going to be really hard to say. Think, like, trying to trade Russell Wilson if Russell Wilson sucks two years in a row, except this time you're you're taking not a man of God. I was going to say some <laughs> other baggage. Then you have to that is entirely guaranteed. Yeah. Exactly. That, so yeah. that doesn't it's, help. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, it makes it much harder to get out of. Like, they, I do they think have that gotten to Sean Watson. I, I was anti-Stefanski uh, the year prior as well. Um, people, and we kind of were at a disagreement with that, where I felt like I was anti-Stefanski was in a way. I was and, one of them. And uh, I, I, I don't know why I, that nothing has really been discussed with him. I think it was just because of the whole Deshaun situation last year. Everyone just kind of gave him a pass. Um, but the Browns weren't really good with or without him. I mean, obviously, Jacoby Brissett was there, but like they, they looked bad, just, just as bad with him as they did without him, um, if He's not worse seat. at times. I do um, think so I, seat now. I could see him being ousted. I mean, I just remember when the Browns hired Stefanski, it was right after the Vikings got just obliterated by the Niners in the playoffs who completely manhandled and his offense looked horrible against uh, Sala's defense. And I remember saying like, why didn't they hire Sala? Like, Sala just looks so much better than Stefanski in that way. Um, but they wanted an offensive guy, I guess. And that's where they went. Um, and he got some credit for winning a playoff game on his couch when he had COVID. Um, but uh, you know, to me, that doesn't give you a whole lot of credence, um, in my opinion. No, so. that's a hundred percent. I, I think forgot about that. That's actually credence. hot seat stuff. Like I forgot about that legend right there. Cool throw. He, <laughs> he he's been treated with almost kids' gloves um, relative to a lot of other coaches. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he threw Baker to the wolves when Baker had a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Beyond that, they weren't running like a, a comparable offense last year. Baker was there with a horrible offensive line and whatnot. And then you go into this year, he hangs his essentially running. Looked abysmal, obviously speaking. Take all the reasons why Deshaun wasn't playing for two years, but um, sure, it might take time to get him back into football shape. But their strength and their strength when they were good with the Baker year was. A run game with Chubb and Hunt. Um, you can't. I don't think you can run a power run game with Deshaun. Nope. He's better in open space, and when you're going to play formation, it's a lot easier to keep QB 
So I, I think that they're also Kareem Hunt's gone too. So they're trying to, to yeah, they're trying to you know. throw anything that will stick for their offense. And I think this is the last year that they're gonna be able to do it if, if it doesn't work um for either of them. I think obviously you have to keep Watson, but I think Stefanski's gone. Putting putting my nerd glasses on real quick, just about when we're talking about like why Stefanski maybe had a longer leash than he should have. Uh, outside of just like the playoff game and the coach of the year stuff uh pr hat on optics do you want to be the franchise that is known to constantly fire coaches because you're bad and then when you finally sniff an ounce of success you're still the team that fires coaches also with that with that excel hat on uh do you know how much dead money and contracts comes with firing all those coaches they they probably had to wait a few years before they can afford to fire stefanski too isn't haslam one of the richest owners though in sports he you is, know, but did at a certain our, point, you're just he like, was on your want, team for worst owners yeah, in sports, Will. So, I, <laughs> of course, Jim Jim Aslam. I actually, I almost sent it to you guys today on Reddit. Somebody like a thread went viral, and they said, "Now that Dan Snyder's out, who's the worst owner in sports?" And a lot of the responses were about Haslam, and uh, there was a Bill Bidwell nod, but it was for the most part, it was a uh, Haslam and oh, I forget who the other one was. I think but the most actually is Cronky. Um, and he's got no. a very, very oh, nice space. He's, he's got the Chargers. I think he owns the Nuggets. Nuggets won. Um, obviously, the, the Rams won a championship. But just talk to someone who's in the St. Louis area about. Oh, Rocky, my, my, my family. And they'll is say that they there. want to murder him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where my family is from, is the St. Louis area. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I think basically I all, all of his teams. Because doesn't he own like Arsenal so or something, tags. too? Yeah. Well, Kroenke, yeah, I, just, just behind the curtain, like, Kroenke literally said, we're going to, like, keep the Rams in St. Louis and then have the taxpayers pay, like, a yeah. billion dollars to keep the Rams and then said, all right, we're out. And then he – Dude, he owns then, a lot of teams. And then he yeah. got sued yeah. by the city of St. Louis because they were like, we're not going to be fronted with this bill that you got passed so that you would stay. And then you ended up leaving anyway and we're still stuck paying it. And he went to court to say how he shouldn't pay that. And he, he, was he lost. In the, he was independently out there. I forget what he did, but he's also married to a wallet in there. So he's got Walmart fuck you money as well. He's a uh, businessman. Well, yeah. Well, business at some point, he ended business. up buying a bunch of different. He started buying. He low. owns every team in Colorado. He owns the Avalanche, yeah. the Rapids, the Mammoth, the Nuggets. He also owns Arsenal, the Los Angeles Gladiators. Which wow, is too bad. Overwatch if he waited a bit longer, he could have huge spots the Denver Nuggets or the Denver Broncos. And yeah, so I think that's the one team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah. think that's part of it too. Is he just has so much money from all those other teams? He's a real that, estate guy. Yeah, um, I I will. I'd like to to pivot real quick to a uh, a fan favorite of this episode or of this podcast, um, Schrodinger's Aaron Rodgers. Um, we've, we've referenced this. there. We it's it's an interesting situation here because we've talked about kind of who's got more pressure and different things, but. I don't know. I mean, it, we said it's like we're going to find out about week five. Is this experiment going to work or not? And I, I, I could see. I don't know who's more on the hot seat, the Jets as an organization, Jets fans, dude. Robert Jets Sala. fans are on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, Jets fans. They Robert talk, Sala. They look shit like they've Aaron already Rogers. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I I have my answer on this one, and I'm glad we brought it here because this is one of my my pivots away from coach quarterback as well. I think if anyone's in the hot seat, it's Joe Douglas. Because I thought you were going to say Sauce Gardner for initiating the initial recruitment. Yeah. <laughs> no, that disaster is in the jackpot. <laughs> Unfortunately, my answer is a little too serious for that, but I, that's really funny. Sauce Gardner is on the hot seat. Um, <laughs> can't be playing those games as a rookie. Uh, no, I got Joe Douglas because I think Sala. 
I mean, Saul probably, if Joe Douglas is safe, that means Saul is out. But I think at this rate, I think we've Joe Douglas is he's drafted enough. He he's failed at quarterback enough times to be allowed to stay. Let's just there is nothing so, I like look, more than the gymnastics of a front office versus head coach who wants to get fired. And usually, if it's the front office person, the coach is fired the next year because the front office person comes in and wants to get his guy. So it's like, yeah. oh, why don't you just fire them both? <laughs> Yeah, so so the, I guess here's the question with the Jets is I have two scenarios, and we, you may have a different answer for each scenario. So as of right now, who has the most pressure on them to win? Joe Douglas. Is it Joe Douglas? Uh, who's the, the most nervous is probably Joe Douglas, but I think Robert Sala has a ton of pressure on him. They're also on hard knocks this year, so that makes the whole that, – that, that just broke uh, today or yesterday. Um, then they also have Rodgers, who has a lot of pressure to win, but I don't know if he's as nervous – because I think he'll just get up and retire whenever. Yeah. Um, he's also due a lot of money. Yeah. So, it, so he's uh, paid regardless. I just don't think he he's nervous, but he has pressure to win, um, given that all they gave up for him and the whole the drama and everything else. And then Jets fans as a whole have just, as Will said, has been just been talking so much shit. Um, and they're just on another level. So from that end, like Jets fans are also, they're let probably Jets not nervous, have, but they should Jets, be. Let Jets fans have July, though, you know? <laughs> But you know, like, like uh, from this scenario, who who has the most pressure? And then, in a hypothetical situation where week five, the Jets are one and four, and Rodgers doesn't look good, now does your answer change? You know, is it still Joe Douglas, or is it now also Robert Sala is in huge trouble, and Aaron Rodgers is probably like, uh, uh, what's if Aaron Rodgers does, does your answer bad, change? If Aaron Rodgers looks bad, he's due too much money and he's too big of a name to be out at the organization. So even if Aaron Rodgers looks bad, I think he's still cool thrown as far as his employment with the Jets on his terms is concerned. If Aaron Rodgers also looks bad, I think Robert Sala could be potentially safe if the defense is elite and top five. Um, I do think Nathaniel Hackett will be out as head as uh, offensive coordinator, and I do think Joe Douglas will be out at GM because Joe Douglas ultimately is the one that brought in Aaron Rodgers. But if Aaron Rodgers is sneaking out the joint by week five, I think I think Hackett and Douglas are first to go. If if the defense is elite, because that's why you brought Sala in. So if the defense is playing like what you brought in Sala, to, you know, do that. I think that's the only his his only saving grace. But then you begin the age-old argument of, hey, maybe Aaron's just a little bit broken and we need a, a new head coach that's an offensive-minded guy. Yep. And we'll switch it. I agree with you. I think if anyone defends first, it's going to be Whoever they replace him with will want his. So, well, so, oh, yeah. Basically, Sala is now the defense coaching. Does the comp become Mike Zimmer? where he had that defense going for a long time and Kirk Cousins just kept saying he needs an offensive coach. He needs someone to be able to unlock Kirk Cousins. They hire Kevin O'Connell. All of a sudden they win all these games. Um, Obviously there was a lot of close games, but like, is that where they look at it and say, we just need to hire an offensive guy. Um, If, Hypothetically, well, Joe Douglas defense, gets fired and they bring in a new GM. Yeah, you know? Smith had something interesting on this where he just yeah, said basically the defense was Zimmer. tired of Zimmer. Um, yeah. They weren't connecting as much, and so the defense slowly became not bad but worse, and Kirk just couldn't take off. And that happens. Right. I mean, you what, Zimmer was there for seven years? Eight He's years? Yeah, roughly yeah. Leave. That's, a, that's a long time to not yeah. win a lot of playoff games because eventually it's just like, dude, what are you selling 
Like granted, he, he, he eventually he, he got screwed with the the breakout of having Aaron Rodgers his division for that long. Um, yeah, and even the Bears are pretty competitive. The front part of that. I mean, yeah, um, that but should how overlap many, with Jay Cutler. That yeah. happens. That happens yeah. in every division. Though. I mean, how many AFC East coaches were unfortunately fired because they couldn't get couldn't get past Brady and Belichick? You know, I, I how mean, many no, how the, many AFC West coaches' heads are going to roll because they can't beat Mahomes and Reed? Like that's just part of the game, you yeah. know. So like, yeah, he was in a division with Rodgers, but seven years in a division with Rodgers, losing to Rodgers mainly, like that. That's that's some cush. That's some that's cushion. Yeah, and I think with the Vikings too, just hearing all of the Vikings fans around me all the time, they they really did not like him because he he just wasn't a likable coach. Like there's something yeah. to be said about that too. When you're a franchise that cares about your fans and what they think, it, it's oh, not even God. about the wins Little and Wesson losses at some point. No, but no, no he's, he's a little out. Of I'm not, I'm you don't need to be correct. friends with people. Mike Saber had a, a terrible reputation for path. being uncharismatic. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying a cor- it's a correct path, but I think there's ownership that will take that into consideration if a coach isn't performing well don't and the, the fans don't like him. Place to play by the players, the players voted the best Vikings yeah, the best organization to play for. So Maybe that I, was all an elaborate joke. <laughs> I <laughs> I people go to they, Minnesota. No, they have a state of they have state of the art facilities and stuff. I mean, like, no, Kev, Kev's not Kev's not wrong that the Vikings do take great pride in like treating their their own right. And and Zimmer did have a very bad reputation of being an asshole. Yeah. Like, so I think I think no that less. gets thrown in there. Um, but it's it, not a huge factor. I think if he wins, it cures all, right? But it, like I I don't even I just think that adds another layer to to kind of that whole thing. And I think the New York Saul is kind of the opposite, where Saul is a very likable guy. Um, New York doesn't really care about that though. Uh, this is a city, so. Uh, I don't know how much it affects this, this, this situation in general. I think the Jets are just a very interesting, kind of like the Chargers, but in a different way, um, where they just have a lot of people on the hot seat because they've risked it all at this point. Um, and it, it's they're going to be the most interesting team, I think, uh, in football. They're going to be talked about a ton um, all year long because of all the drama oh, yeah. that's happened after Hard Knocks. Everyone's going to get all hyped for hard knocks because hard knocks always does that with every team just like we did for the lions last year um we will every single year it's just it's that's just how it works the last season the jets had hard knocks was probably their best season of recent memory as well as the one that a lot of people got in on Um, obviously the ryan let's go get a fucking um followed up by his mother saying that he swears too much um in the show um yeah Seasons. Yeah, we didn't. We I've, didn't find out about his foot knocks. fetish that season, right? <laughs> what? Um, I think that was later. I think that was like when he was in a Tennessee bar with Rob, and they got in a fight. That might have been on like local radio to prove his innocence, and that came out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that somebody referenced Rex Ryan's foot fetish on Get Up, like blatantly. I need oh, to find that. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like, he's just, been interviewed about it multiple times, and he's just like, "Hey, you know." We all got our things. <laughs> I distinctly even deny it. So <laughs> I distinctly remember in that season that uh, Broadway Joe was trying to get um, Rex Ryan to change the center QB snapping change instead of like doing the normal one. He wanted to have like I forget how they did in the old days. It was like the old tiny where it's like this, and Rex Ryan is like he'll fumble the ball every fucking time. Look at your statue. You had like a million fumbles. 
Um, and then, of course, he was kind of vindicated when Mark Sanchez had the so. Oh yeah, my God. Well, then Also, Mark Sanchez is, or uh, Joe Namath is also the worst quarterback to make the Hall of Fame by a long shot. Uh, so that's, a, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, in 2022, sorry, Rex Ryan did a did a collab with Doctor Scholes and was just like very very <laughs> on the nose about his whole foot fetish thing. I love it. That's so funny. <laughs> Power rank your Ryans. I'm gonna go Rob Ryan one, Rex Ryan two. <laughs> <laughs> buddy Ryan, you don't you don't take Buddy. I, well, I think Buddy goes up I'm there. Including Buddy, Buddy's obviously number one. But yeah, listening to like kill Mike Dick is a pretty metal <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> that'd be that, that'd be an interesting uh, draft draft of uh, NFL Ryans. Ryan's. <laughs> it just you know you no, throw Matt Ryan in there. All Ryan's. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, Matt just like Ryan. any. Paul Ryan. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> Ryan Leaf. Do I? Yeah, we could. <laughs> we'll see. A lot of, lot of Next option is we can just pick a random name and do drafts of those people or just shoot around <laughs> names of those people. That is the most. That is what we call scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, <laughs> like, have we done marks yet? Like, Let's just no, do a No, it's called draft. outside the box. Yeah, I feel like that would that be one of our more heated. I could see us getting in our more heated draft just with like one of those really no, random. No, not even just drafts. It's just naming people with those names and <laughs> Just play the name game for a whole Mark, episode. Mark Wahlberg, not NFL, but let's talk about him, huh? <laughs> uh, he's an interesting guy. He's uh, an interesting guy. Me and Kim have that conversation. Yeah, that's, that's why I said that. Um all right, this next hot seat. Should I go? Should I go rather vanilla here, or should I bring out some peppers? Uh, bring out some peppers. peppers. Give me Bill Belichick. Not invited to the Hamptons party, but Mac Jones is. Mm, something smishy. Are we sure he's not invited? Or <laughs> using did the he Hamptons just not party go? as like the the base? <laughs> I, I'll is be just honest. Terrific. I had I had I had Bill Belichick on my hot seat because I've been getting. I've been keeping my finger on the pulse of the that situation over there, and I'm not saying he's out, but I do know that it seems like Bill and Bobert Kraft are not the bestest of friends. We'll just leave you, it at that. And you I got your sounds, inside sources. They, they I never mean, have I'm been, not an though. insider, but like the people that claim that they're the people who have a good track record with the Patriots that I've been keeping an eye on with what they have to say about the matter have been saying that Robert Kraft is kind of just looking to get rid of Bill Belichick and just move on just because he doesn't really, you know, it's just like time to turn a new leaf and Bill Belichick is just kind of like, no about it. And so it's just, and it's an interesting dance because he is the greatest coach of all time. And so it is a little well, like, he also how, gets the is weird... there a right way to let him go? So they, it almost seems like they're trying yeah. to make Bill quit. Anyway, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. I'm just throwing well, it out there. He also it, hired his son. So the whole nepotism thing is, is weird. He also hired Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. And Joe really Steven, last year. Hey, Steven deserves it. Have you seen yeah. him lick his lips? That is the <laughs> also most terrifying like, thing of all time. That is a very on the job learning type of job. Like, do you really not think that the son of, one of the best coaches, one maybe the best NFL coach of all time, hasn't picked something up from him. I mean, look at the Joe, Shanahan's. Joe Lacob hiring his son to run right. the Warriors is nepotism. That's different. Uh, uh, and again, I, that's that's not as depend, bad. It depends on what Kirk's role long term for the Warriors is. I get what you're saying. I just mean him as an owner versus Belichick as a head coach. Like yeah, if you've grown 100%. up with your dad being a head coach the last twenty years, you probably know more than most people that played in the NFL. I mean, look at Kyle Shanahan. I mean. His dad was very famous. Yeah, Kev will yeah, say that now. You can also Kyle, look at the Kubiaks. Kyle burned everything. 
But you get Kubiak, like you, you look at the Kubiaks where you had Mannings, Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Was a very good coach until his his uh, health issues popped up, and then his sons have struggled as coaches. Um, yeah, but least. was he Bill Belichick? No, I know it's a little different, but have just because your dad's in the coaches, zone, I mean, you uh, are the zone stretch with Steve Slayton. That was electric back in the day, man. It just sounds like maybe it just sounds like maybe someone might just be qualified for the job, and maybe who your dad is or mom is doesn't really affect uh, how good you are at the said job. Um, I think well, Bill Belichick challenges Robert Kraft to a fight and fire him. If he beats him in a fight, he gets fired. I just I. I just wanted to throw Bill Belichick's name out there. Okay. I'm probably so, going to be doing this throughout the season. Just anytime Matt, something a little tough will come up. Mac Jones on the hot seat for going to the white party. Um, so I, I, I have a better question just because you brought up the Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick fight potential. Um, no. Don't what fight would you look forward to more, Robert Kraft versus Bill Belichick or Elon versus don't Mark Zuckerberg? It. I he think those it. are the two. I, uh, obviously, Elon versus Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I would, I'd rather watch <laughs> destroys him. Oh, kills. Did you see? Oh, did you see that that training picture? Finishing move from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> did you is see that training picture fight? of him with those two actual MMA fighters? Like shirt off, Zuck is jacked. Is this is this a real fight? Is this actually happening, or is this uh, just is like a joke? It, it might happen. Are you not on Threads? Because <laughs> I know this has been like an ongoing like thing for like a few weeks now, and I just actually haven't seen any official announcement. Like, is this? Oh a no, joke there's nothing official. Right? There's nothing happening. There's nothing. No, Elon yeah. threw it out, and Zuck's like, "Yeah, dude, I'll fucking crush you." And then yeah. he's like, "Oh, haha, joke." Oh, yeah. that was what it was. So that's <laughs> yeah, what, that's what started. Yeah. But now okay. everybody's like, "Could you imagine how badly?" Especially because Elon's the one that threw the gauntlet down as clearly the one that would get his ass kicked. Everyone's like, uh, I we mean, need this to happen. Everyone said it was a joke that Elon was going to buy Twitter and then he ended up buying Twitter. So things have happened. Yeah. So Bill Belichick, we think yeah, he's a cool throne. It's, <laughs> it's a lot harder to spin. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wouldn't really like the, the Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah. I just think it's how it goes. Like the Jim Harbaugh saying to Jed York, I mean, slamming the yeah. door on him. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's how things. it would end. Yeah. No, I, I do think that Belichick. It, it would take a lot. I think Pat's fans would be half of them would be pissed, and then half of them would be like, "Well, we deserve to win Super Bowls, and he's not winning Super Bowls right now, so he's out." Um, so there'd be it, I, there'd be a mixed bag of it's, reactions. It's, it's a divisive move, and I think I, I'll be honest. I think after how it's gone post Brady, I mean, it's hey, look six six rings that 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 gets you a nice leash. I'll say that, but. I'm, most I'm most coaches would be would have been fired with the with the post Brady experience. We'll just leave. I'm, I'm I think just, his no. exit is going to go a lot like Tom Brady's exit in that if he doesn't get to retire there, it's going to be very oh, uns- it's going to be very unceremonious, and he's oh, going to yeah. go straight spite. But oh, if he retires yeah. there, it'll probably be a little f- frictiony at the end. But at least like he won't go somewhere else and be like fuck those guys. Now, well, that's that's the biggest rumor is that Kraft is trying to. But I think it's like the exact same situation where like they're gonna think he's past his prime. He's like, I still got gas in the tank, and he's gonna go scorched earth the next season. Allegedly, the Patriots had some issues with following the rules early two thousand Spygate. Now, if you're Bill Belichick and you can't get a job right after getting fired by Rome, you go nuclear and drop your impulse. The Patriots get suspended, and you know you're not gonna play football ever again. I think that would be a great way to go. I think I mean, that, as NFL fans, I think that would be some closure that all of us would love. 
Because Brady going be on to win a Super Bowl, Brady going on to win a Super Bowl with the Bucks, as cool as it was to see, and it was like closer to the GOAT conversation for sure. Um, it would also be just sweet, sweet, um, sweetness to watch the Pats get. I think I think Belichick's too tight lipped of a guy. He's a good out with the ship kind of guy. He's not going to air the laundry like that. <laughs> I would love that to happen. No, he gives like yeah. a bunch of receipts. <laughs> Plus, like who? I bet there's at least four teams right now that would hire him without even thinking about oh, it. Oh yeah. Well, also, uh, also, what happened if he just like? What what if he teamed up with John Gruden just to like expose everything and just what like if he, him and Chucky get together? I didn't want to like, get into the Chucky. See what thing. happens. I haven't read that article. What if, what if he went that, and uh, he was an, an analyst at Bama for a year? That would be hilarious. <laughs> Reunite. Would also, it would also piss me off, but it would also be hilarious. I, I was gonna say that um, when Cam said that Bill Belichick was not the um, the Hamptons party. I think Bill Belichick would rather go back to being though. coach of the Jets without Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. I think he would serve eight years as Jets coach with garbage players than rather go that Hamptons party. I mean, he, I don't, he, Mac Jones was there and Tom Brady was there. No, Dude, no Bill, Bill Belichick is just different. He does not probably enjoy those types of things. I'm just saying, did I also before... see it like? 10 minutes before we recorded and I like put a note to that next one. Yeah. Time. I mean, that was a great like, connection. make sure you mentioned that to this party. That was a great connection. Um, two more things on that real quick. One, who's probably the, I mean, Mac Jones, he doesn't deserve that invite. Like right. in saying that, like when you're talking about a, who's no, who at that party, yeah, Jones he's... is like the guy, I'm like, why are you here? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Dave it's Matthews up. was the was the was the band the live the live music by the way yeah like Jay Z was, was there this was like a this was a popping party over at the Hamptons and somehow McCorkle got the invite yeah he's probably the the least important interesting famous person on the entire list McCordy was there maybe a little less interesting but maybe super interesting depending on I mean he is a Super Bowl champ one more makes sense why he's there I'll put it that way. But it just fucking faded. This is what happens when you work too much. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to me and I'll randomly <laughs> well, shout it out. It'll shoot it in the episode. I apologize. We, we're we're kind of getting closer to the end. So do you want to do a quick rapid fire, more like a, a temperature check style where we just give hot seat, cool throne, maybe warm butt, if that's what you're thinking. And then uh, just for a few to, sure. to send it Go off. For it. Um, I think one that we all know the answer to this, but we just got to say it because it wouldn't be a sports talk episode if you don't bring up the Cowboys. Uh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yep. Hot yep. seat. I hot. thought he was too obvious to be hot. Than hot seat. Yeah. Yep. The, he, my milk, my milk answer is staying in the NFC East. Ron Rivera. That one's, I wouldn't even say it's a hot seat. He's out after this year. Yeah. He's, yeah. Whoever that's buys that getting a new That's GM. definitely and not. That's, the a, only that's way a category he stays I call cooked. If, the yeah. only way he stays is if they win the division oh, by four games. Yeah. Yeah. It was left in the oven too long. Yeah, he's just cooked. Speaking yeah. of cooked. Uh, it caught fire in the smoker overnight, and yeah. it's, a, it's a bad I, situation for everybody. I have two more cooked candidates for just don't see them on the team next year. Here we Matthew got Stafford and Kyler Murray. Call it cooked. Dude, Stafford, uh, no. I disagree Kyler's with that. going to be interesting. I don't know how much money he's yeah. due. That would be the one thing that keeps him. If it's too much money, they'll run it back with him. But I, I think – if, but if they also might be the worst team in the NFL, oh, the they're getting the number also, one they, pick. I they could, as I say, so do you think that the Cardinals are just saying like someone else will take Kyler Murray and let's just if bring in? They would Caleb have to Williams. trade a future first round pick to probably get out of that contract. And they yeah. might do it to bring in Caleb Williams and just say, yeah, no, because it, it resets the timeline too, because you get yeah. five years of a rookie again. 
Yep. Yeah. So I, yeah. I would not be surprised. It depends if on what Kyler's KD is this year. If he puts in some real numbers, they'll know that he's. <laughs> they gotta have less double X serious. If, if, if he has, if he has less hours this year, shows that he's really taking film seriously. And then, given that the Rams are feverishly trying to trade Stafford already, I, I just, and they're they're so far over the cap. I just Stafford's a. He's cut. If I, I he's not traded. He's cut, he's cut next year. He's I, I think the Rams legit just told McVay, "Hey, we don't want to be an embarrassment next year. We'll pay you a lot of money to stay a couple more years, but you're not going to be competitive during any of these years. We understand that. We're just trying to set, put some butts in seats, and with you there, the offense will at least look good. Um, so I think a lot of people on the Rams are going to be cooked. Yeah, uh, wouldn't shock me if Cooper Cup is traded. I was saying Cooper um, Cup traded. Cam um, Akers is not getting re-signed there. That's Aaron, a guarantee. Aaron Donald probably going to just Aaron retire. Aaron Donald retirement. Yeah, retire. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, it's. It might I be almost, the quickest unwind of a championship team we've ever seen. That's not like it didn't. I mean, win on that is true. Legs. Win now mode, though they were in pure win now mode. Oh, they were. So they were full you can't on, blame them. Uh, horde mode where they were burning what was behind them and living off the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I mean that. Thomas's point that they, that is the definition of win now. Like they already saw the sun was setting, and they're like, if we don't do it this year, it's it's over. And yeah. they, they did. They peaked at the right time. Uh, I they, think they honestly may have done it to themselves. Oh, they uh, a little That's bit how more. It works. They did it to themselves. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't they, get these they didn't have to be civilization themselves. No one else put them in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I got. <laughs> they're looking around. <laughs> We're all trying to find who did find. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's the man in the hot dog suit? Is that a, is it Cronky or is it a less need? It's Probably less need. With the fuck less need. Picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy's honor is guilty. I mean, honestly, less need should go in the Hall of Fame just because it worked. Like, yeah, I mean, it worked. Out, like, they're going to teach that in business school. I mean, yeah, no, like, it, that is actually the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, that is. People will legitimately, the, Ram, the Rams were one play away in multiple games from that playoff run not working, and then Lesney getting immediately fired after that year. <laughs> it just yep. that that collapsing into complete chaos because they should have lost almost all of their playoff games except for against the Cardinals they played that year, um, and it was it was rough. That's um, the so uh, the inverse, though. I mean, they were probably one healthy Todd Gurley knee away from winning um, against the Patriots. Ooh. Most boring Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, yeah. that was before. That was before he started away with the healthy Todd Gurley win that. I'm like, yes. Oh, God, that game was gross. Bowl. All right, I got I got two more quick ones here. Right. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Funny, I had Josh McDaniels as mine for the Raiders. They're kind of a uh, pair. No, Jimmy G's fine. There's no expectations with yeah. the Raider fans. Yeah, Josh McDaniels. Mcdaniels is fired. I mean, he's fired, but I think he's got one more year in him. Well, I, I don't think he can get warm. I, I just, he just can't warm. pay him. That's the problem. Uh, uh, check this real quick. Your your boy Mark doesn't have the right. money to. That's just not well, true okay, well, again. Well, Will's well, checking. When his mom dies and he has to pay the inheritance tax, that's the problem. What'd you say? When it, when his mom dies, he doesn't own the team, and so when he inherits the team, he has to pay an inheritance tax in order to keep the team. But all of his wealth is yeah, tied up in the team itself. Did you just find itself. out about the inheritance tax and your shoehorning in here? Yes. Uh, no, I found out about this about a year ago. It just took me a year to shoehorn it in. No. Nice. <laughs> Respect. Asking the right questions ahead of time. He's You're just fine. Like, look at be proud of you. His his laptop's. Oh, Kev, Kev, they they own it through a company, uh-huh. so he would. 
get transferred ownership probably this company it's not it, yeah rich trust people me do rich people know how to not pay the inheritance <laughs> yeah, that's tax. for the middle he, class get fucked on that yeah, that's but like it's more saying, fun to think of it this way this is the most amazing <laughs> thing ever because i saw something today where a chiefs fan was like talking about it was in a thread for most hated teams and a chiefs fan said you'd think i'd say the raiders but honestly since they moved to vegas they're less of an nfl team and just more of a corporation and i'm not gonna like yeah. hate my time Dude, the, the raiders are a either. business they make so much money just by being on the strip they're in the one city people go to saying, I'm going to spend a ton of money, and that is how my enjoyment will be derived. Yeah, like, they're, they're rolling in cash right now. They're yeah. making more than you can. Like, are you probably kidding me? made more in, what, the three years they've been in Vegas and the last 10 years they've been in Oakland. Like, think of the average net worth of the person the who Raiders, Raiders game now versus in Oakland. Like, these yeah, the, people the, that come here with, like, fuck you money, and they're like, and I'll, like, there's a club in their stadium. Like it, a pool. It's, it's not Raiders, just that. It's hateable team. Las Vegas Raiders, it's just a business. It, it's it's not, and I, I disagree with that. The Oakland Raiders are the most lovable team of all time. Lovable losers through and through. Um, Which team do you root for? What, what team uh, do you root for? What team let, do I root let, for? Let Will, let Will, let Will finish uh, I root thought. for the Raiders. Okay, so that's, that's our difference wherever, between most hateful and most are. lovable. There we are. That's, that's the difference. Um, <laughs> dude, we're the Moses. Uh, we're the team of Moses. We wherever we are, it's home. All right, we're wandering through the desert right now. We found <laughs> a little place called Vegas right now. Um, I was just thinking of this: Is C.J. Anderson the worst running back to start two Super Bowls? And the reason I brought that up is he started with the Rams and he started with the Denver Broncos with the Peyton Manning. Yeah. So two yeah. of the most uneventful Super Bowls in recent memory. C.J. Anderson was the starting back for both. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Any more rapid fires? Oh, uh, my last one was Dak Prescott. <laughs> I don't think he's on the hot seat. No. no. I think your boy, inversing off of the Jimmy G, and I'd say that Kyle Shanahan um, and uh, John Lynch are both warm butts. One of them has to go if they don't uh, win it all this year. I don't, I don't, I, I think they're actually safer. I think it, it depends on how the season ends. If, if, if Trey Lance busts and uh, the surgery wasn't handled right, you don't have a quarterback and you're playing Sam Darnold as a Super Bowl contender. There's someone, someone's in the store. Yeah, I, I think the, the thing with the Niners, and this is what we talked about for, I mean, some of you've heard this before, is injuries is just unbelievable. Um, and, and so that's that's really the key for the Niners, and it has been for the last few seasons. And every single year, including 2019, when we went to the Super Bowl, um, all three of the NFC Championship game years and that Super Bowl, and then the one, the 2020 year where everybody got hurt, there was a ton of injuries throughout. Obviously, all the quarterbacks last year, um, but Armstead was getting hurt. Debo was out for a few games in 2021. Same thing. You had all kinds of injuries going on that whole season. 2020, everybody was hurt and you're horrible. Uh, in 2019, you had a bunch of guys that were hurt and missing a ton of games throughout that whole season too. Um, so it, it, it's the hard part about putting either of them on the hot seat is that they have the excuse, especially after last year, of we literally ran out of quarterbacks. We we gave you the biggest, most deepest roster we've had, and everyone just kept getting hurt. Um, so I think it's more the training staff is the issue, and that's that's where they're going to be able to rely on because uh, the fans really like Shanahan and Lynch. Um, and because of all those injuries, especially at quarterback, it gives the fans an excuse to be pissed at somebody that's not Shanahan or Lynch because um, you can't – like th- that team was so good last year that you can't – like they had the number one defense and – once Brock Purdy took over, had a top three offense. Um, it to interrupt real quick, Kev, I'm not a superstitious person, but if all of that happened to the team that I support, I would ask the question, that, what did I do personally to deserve this? Oh, I think you I, should ask you yourself that. 
they, you know, deep dark, deep deep dark in places that you don't talk about at parties. You know, you find you, you find that answer that at the question. bottom of the bottle, Kev. You you find that answer at the bottom bottom of the bottle, and you you keep searching for what you you did wrong to hurt the nighters. I yeah, another oof. quick one. Throw it. I'm I'm gonna bring out the peppers again because I'm feeling spicy. Uh, hot seat. Give me Jordan Love. Screw it. Yeah, he's well. No. Yeah. Hot seat media, cold seat Packer fans. Packer fans are so stubborn that they'll still say he's the guy, regardless of probably a, a very, very presumptuous three-year extension. It's funny um, you bring that up, because even though the Packer fans own the team, they don't actually like own the team, so they're not nah. going to make the decision. So like, I, if Jordan Loves goes out, and, goes out and stinks after three years, four years of learning behind Rodgers, however long it's been, I mean, I don't think they're going to give him much. Like, I don't think he has a, that good of a leash. Oh, like, it's, yeah. it's been so long. That Honestly, t- for me, it was the the Bears Father's Day tweet. Oh, that that like, ratcheted it up a couple times. Yeah, you you got to be the guy now if you're saying yeah. happy. Like first off, you fucked up by saying happy Father's Day to that the Bears. To so yeah. because that's just so dumb. Like he's the just only trying way so it gets hard. Better is if like the Packers and the Bears both suck, but that game still maintains its rivalry at well, like four so and four and thirteen records. I, I heard yeah. the love thing, to be fair to him, was a cameo that someone paid him to do, yeah, which is he, still dumb. But it was a very dumb situation. Yeah. I totally read agree. the cameo ahead of time. He did yeah. exactly. And he decided to do it anyway. But yeah, he thought it would be funny. Posted it exactly. Out. So that's where I'm just like, oh it's a bummer. Oh yeah, I give oh, him a bummer. It, that's a stupidity. That is, yeah. it, that is you've what been we in call the NFL this long, Reed. You got a social PR media. Guy. Social media ran with that one more than maybe we should have, though. My um, uncle golfed with Aaron Rodgers when he was a second-year, first-year starter um, for the Packers. Uncle both went to Berkeley, um, and so he golfed with him a second time, and he asked, "Hey, can I can I get you to autograph this Cal photo um, for my my two brothers-in-laws?" And he got the the autograph the photo and sent him. And it says go bears on it. Um, and a couple uh, days later, he emailed my uncle or texted my uncle said, Hey, make sure that doesn't make any sports websites at all. Does the go bears and you can easily Photoshop bears uniform on Aaron Rodgers or a Packer uniform on him. It would have been death sentence to those Packer fans. Yeah. I still yeah, have the go bears right. photo. That's yeah. funny. Go bears. Um, go I bears. Think a little piece of history. We could have just <laughs> completely unsaddled Aaron Rodgers before he got off. That is that that is a good story. That is a great story. I like that a lot. Yeah. You're nice welcome. To. That's people nice that listen. I, I think that's a great. I think that's a great way to end this. Um, this is a. If this is fun, it's good to talk some football. Um, especially during this dead time. But training camp's about to pick up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that's when it's going to get fun. Uh, we'll probably have a few more draft episodes and other fun. Uh, uh, other fun activities over the next little bit here, and then we'll start doing some preview and really getting hot and heavy into the season. So get excited. CJ Anderson. Yeah, shout out CJ Anderson. Uh, make sure to share with your friends. Gotten some good feedback uh, from listeners on some of these uh, segments you've been doing. So share with your friends. Give us a follow on uh, Twitter. Uh, we don't have a threads yet, but we'll see. Uh, better underscore on paper. Uh, or in better on paper podcast, I think, on uh, Instagram. That's, that's a good program there. Yeah. Twitter. Peace.